This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson here from our Smoothie King Center studios in downtown New Orleans because it's a Pelicans game day as the Pelicans welcome in the Los Angeles Lakers. Start of a two-game homestand against the L.A. teams. Pelicans will take on the Clippers on Friday night. They'll have two days off in between, and they'll take on the Lakers, hoping for some revenge against a game that happened a few weeks ago where the Lakers uh, beat the Pelicans by 27 at home. That was the game that A.D. went out with an injury. And then the Lakers went on, I believe it was a 16-4 run, and then the Lakers never looked back. So I know the Pelicans are looking for some revenge against a Lakers team that's a little banged up. D'Angelo Russell out for tonight's game with a left knee injury. Julius Randle is questionable for tonight's game with a hip pointer. And we have to keep in mind the Lakers are starting a four-games-and-five-nights road trip. So two sets of back-to-backs, all the games on the road. So um, we're not, not sure if we'll see Julius Randle tonight, but we'll keep you posted on that throughout the day, but uh, hopefully the Pelicans can get back on track tonight after a two-game road trip that ended up with two losses against the Portland Trailblazers and the Dallas Mavericks. On the Saints' side, Tuesday is normally a day off for the Saints, but they'll get ready for a very good Detroit Lions team. I've been kind of surprised how good the Lions have been this year at 7-4. They continue to win, and they continue to play well, even without Calvin Johnson, who retired after last season. And uh, they come into town uh, leading that division, the NFC North. So uh, a big one for both teams as the Saints try to uh, keep uh, pace with the uh, NFC South. Is trying to make in the playoffs as the Bucks are one game ahead of the Saints and the uh, Falcons are leading by two games. The Falcons have a tough test on Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs at home. So we'll keep an eye out on the NFC South this week and this weekend. But should be a good game at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome between the Saints and the Lions, of course, our Tuesday show means you'll hear from Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com. We'll talk about, unfortunately, the two game, two losses on the road trip, and we'll preview tonight's game against the Los Angeles Lakers, and we'll also talk fantasy football. I know some of you are getting closer and closer to the playoffs in fantasy football. I believe I have one week in one of my leagues and two weeks in another, but still, this is crunch time, so we're going to kind of get some thoughts from Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, who you need to pick up for the playoff run or who maybe he need to trade for during this stretch of games and uh, I know a lot of you are in fantasy football league so you don't want to miss Jake Seeley's interview today here on the Black and Blue Report. So let's get started. Coming up on today's show, Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com but we'll begin our Pelicans and Lakers preview with Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com next. This is the Black and Blue Report. It's guys night out. You and the crew head out to the club. Tonight is ladies' night, but there are no ladies in sight. Where are all the ladies, bro? Then a bad batch of hot wings sends you sprinting to the bathroom. But it doesn't have to be this way. Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans facing off against the L.A. Lakers Tuesday, November 29th. Get Guys Night in gear with our Guys Night Out six-pack. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. 
and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. on sale now at Ticketmaster.com, 800-745-3000, or Venue Box Office, Maxwell and Mary J. Blige, live. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. All right, welcome back to the show. As I mentioned in our first segment, it is a Pelicans game day where tonight the Pelicans take on the Los Angeles Lakers here at the Smoothie King Center, and that's where Jim Eichenhofer joins me now as we're just getting back from shoot-around. Jim, hello, happy game day. Welcome back. Happy game day to you. It's good to be back in New Orleans. We were gone for a few days on the road trip, but uh, looking forward to a stretch here coming up where we got a bunch of home games. Yeah, I, I told you to bring back some wins with you from the road trip. You did not um, – follow through with that as the Pelicans did lose both those games one to Portland on Friday one to the Mavericks on Sunday um, what did you notice in those two games that maybe this team uh, did not do that they were doing during the four game winning streak it seemed like it was a separate problem between the two games on f- in the first game against Portland the defense kind of let them down and Portland scored uh, I think it was 100 points after three quarters offense was pretty good in that game shot the ball pretty well but they dug themselves too big of a hole the game Sunday against Dallas was the kind of game where you, when you look at all the guys that Dallas has out and the lack of firepower, you figure if you can get you know 95, 100 points, you, you win that game. But unfortunately, they finished in the 80s, so it was really the offense that was the issue that game. Um, they were per, I think they were happy in general with the, the, the stuff that they ran offensively and the shots that they got, but they just didn't make them and other than Anthony Davis and Drew had a stretch in the second half where he was really good. Other than that, it was it was a, a situation where they didn't get a lot from the the rest of the the roster. Is it a little concerning? Pelicans are two and seven on the road, and we are going into a stretch of a lot of home games. We'll get to that in a little bit, but at some point you have to get concerned a little bit about the road record at two and seven. When if you're going to try to make the playoffs, you have to get as close to 500 as you can. I know it's tough winning on the road, but is it a little concerning with the slow start on the road? Yeah, I would say it's concerning from the standpoint of that they didn't do well at all last year. They, I think they were 9-32 and 32 last year on the road, which is not nearly good enough. So to, to um, follow up on the season that they had last year on the road with, like you said, 2-7 and seven start, um, I do want to give a little time to have more of, of a full-strength team with Drew back and see if they can perform better on the road with, with closer to a full contingent of players. But, but yeah, the 2-7 and seven is, is, a, is not a good start, and they're definitely going to need to put together some road wins coming up soon and improve their success rate if they want to be able to be serious as far as making a push to get in the playoffs. I'm trying to look at the December calendar. It's kind of in my mirror right here. Let's see. I think we have five, seven, so I think ten games at home in December, including tonight's. I think you mentioned this as we were walking in here. Eleven home games out of our next 18 are at home. Mm-hmm. So this is a chance for the Pelicans, who are starting to look a little better at home, uh, get some wins uh, under their belt if they can continue to play well like they have been at Smoothie King Center. Yeah, I definitely will look at it that way. Um they, they've won four in a row at home. They've beaten pretty good teams in, in all of those. I know Minnesota is 5-12 and 12 and doesn't have a great record, but the other teams that they, they've beaten um, here have, have good records or teams that are probably going to be in the playoffs. So 
So it's one of those things where, um, you know, tonight is another example, too. Um, the Lakers are off to a pretty surprising start compared to what people thought they would do. They're in eighth place in the West right now, so Pelicans are three games behind them. They've already lost once to the Lakers head-to-head. So, you know, as games on November 29th go, I think this is a pretty important one. So it's it's definitely a, a big one, and, and the, the Pelicans have a bunch of home games. Next week they play Memphis here. Um, they play at Oklahoma City coming up on the first game of that back-to-back on Sunday, Monday. So it, it's a it's a pretty big stretch when you're when you're six and twelve. Every game is important, but um, you know I think tonight is is pretty big that the game that they really need to get. As much as we want to don't want to talk about the game against the Lakers a few weeks ago where the Pelicans lost by twenty seven, I feel like both teams are a little different than they were. Uh, in those three weeks, you had the Lakers who are coming in without D'Angelo Russell now, who's out for a couple weeks. Julius Randle might not play, battling that hit pointer. You also have Drew Holiday during this one that you didn't have against the Lakers, and also AD was hurt for some of that. So as much as you want to say, oh, well, the Pelicans have already lost to the Lakers at home a few weeks ago pretty badly, I feel like this is such a different game because of the players that are on both sides. Yeah, and a couple of those guys that you mentioned for the Lakers seem to really hurt New Orleans in that, that game here. A few weeks ago, it seemed like really all of the Lakers guards had big games um, in the in the the matchup. Um, what was it? Mid November, early mm-hmm. November. Um, so, you know, I th- I'm I'm curious tonight to see. Uh, it wasn't something that people asked the Pelicans players after shoot around just now about, but I am curious to see if there's a little bit of a of a harsh, angry feelings about the what happened in the game here. Not just because they lost, but because they lost by a huge margin. And also, the Lakers were were having a blast. And I don't blame teams for for you know being happy or celebrating or whatever you want to call it at the end of games. But it did seem like it may have been a little bit over the top under under the circumstances. And so I am curious to see if that's something you know if the Pelicans win tonight, if it's something that they mentioned that they weren't weren't pleased at all with some of the stuff that happened in the game the last time the Lakers were here. Yeah, I know. One of the big things was the bench play for the Lakers came out really strong in that game against the Pelicans a couple weeks ago. So with the chance that Randall doesn't play and Russell doesn't play, Pelicans are pretty much healthy. What are some of the keys um, for the Pelicans to kind of get some revenge on this Lakers team that beat them so bad a couple weeks ago? You know, that's actually a good point of one thing that I was going to mention, that if a couple, if you know Russell's already been ruled out, if Randall doesn't play, you have a situation where some of the guys that have come off the bench for the Lakers are going to have to start. Um, so that hurts their depth a little bit. The one thing that they did do was they put Jose Calderon into the starting lineup, and he hadn't been playing really at all. So that didn't that part of it didn't hurt their bench at all. But I, I do think that the bench is, is a big factor tonight. And um, it's actually for the, – the Lakers have had one of the best benches in the NBA for the whole season. The Pelicans really – the bench has been somewhat of a barometer for how they how – they, uh, they, the outcome of games when the bench has played well they've been really good when it's struggled they've had a hard time winning games so I think that's that's definitely one one thing that they have to uh, to focus on tonight but also perimeter defense the Lakers had a field day from the three-point arc in the game that was here and really like I mentioned earlier every guard for them played well in that game so I think defensively against the, their guards is going to be something that's important for the Pelicans fortunately Drew Holiday's back and he's a big factor in that and hopefully he'll be able to you know, contribute to, to keeping some of those guys in check. So the Pelicans are 4-2 and two since Drew Holiday returned, and I try to listen to the opponents that the Pelicans are about to play during their shoot-arounds and media days, and the, lot, the big thing that they've been, everyone's been talking about is how this team looks so much different with Drew Holiday on the floor. 
So with that being said, the Pelicans are 4-2. and two. What have you noticed that you've seen differently from this team since Drew Holiday has been back? I think he's definitely helped at both ends. Um, as everybody knows, he's a, he's a, he can be a really aggressive defensive player. But um, offensively, to me, that's been the biggest, biggest difference, the impact that he's made. And just that he's giving you a guy that can put up 20 points plus on any given night. And also just to take away some of the attention from Anthony Davis and also give give you a guy that, that uh, no, whenever he's on the floor, the other team has to account for him and has to, to focus on him. So just having that second guy that, that other teams really fear, I think has, has made, a, made a big difference so far in these six games that Drew's been back. All right, should be a good one at the Smoothie King Center tonight. Pelicans take on the Lakers. That's Jim Eikenhofer from Pelicans.com. Make sure to check out his work on Pelicans.com. And the Pelicans mobile app, Jim, I know you're probably going to be on our post-game show tonight. Hopefully we're talking about a Pelicans win, my friend. Sounds good. I, I look forward to uh, to talking with you regardless of what happens. But, yeah, it's a, it's a night that would be really big for the Pelicans to get a win. All right, when we come back, we'll turn our attention to fantasy football. Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com joins me. Stay with us. This is the Black and Blue Report. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. Got a long day ahead? Power on with Smoothie King's new coffee high-protein smoothies. It's a nutritious breakfast blended to shift your morning into high gear with delightfully smooth cold-brewed coffee for your mind and at least 30 grams of protein for your body. Try all four energizing flavors, vanilla, almond mocha, raspberry mocha, and cinnamon latte, and power on your day. New coffee high-protein smoothies. Coffee for your mind and protein for your body. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. This holiday season, give the gift of New Orleans Pelicans basketball to that special sports fan in your life. The Pelicans Holiday Plan, presented by Domino's, lets you pick four games to stick under the tree. Guaranteed great seats to see Anthony Davis and your New Orleans Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA. Packages start as low as $40 and come with a free medium one-topping pizza from Domino's. Visit pelicans.com to check another name off that holiday shopping list today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. All right, welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Time now to talk some fantasy football. It's our fantasy focus presented by Campbell Soup. And joining me now, as he always does on Tuesday, is Jake Seeley. And it's a very special Tuesday indeed because it's also Jake's birthday. Jake, happy birthday, my friend, and thank you for joining us today. Yeah, I appreciate it. And I had Michael Thomas on my radio show yesterday, so Michael Thomas yesterday, my birthday today. It's a great start to this week. It is. Do you have any birthday traditions you do on your birthday, anything like that, or is it just as you get older, it's just whatever? 
it, yeah, you have to know. Once you get older, it's just kind of whatever. The only tradition I have is I go over to my parents with my sister and their kids and like her family and all that stuff at dinner. My mom makes things and stuff like corny oh. little things. Can't, can't go wrong with that. That's awesome, Jake. Um, let's yeah. start off with some fantasy talk here on this Tuesday. Let's talk about Seattle's offense, who uh, did not have a good showing against Tampa on Sunday, losing 14-5. to Should fantasy owners be concerned with Seattle's offense, a.k.a. Russell Wilson, Doug Baldwin, Jimmy Graham, as far as their fantasy value is concerned? I think you have to be a little bit concerned. The biggest problem here is that the fact that the Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson included that offense, has been inconsistent for the entire year, including the fact of even when Wilson was healthy before and after the knee problems. So I'm concerned just for a consistency standpoint. We know the upside that Wilson brings, and obviously if Wilson's having a great day, Baldwin and Graham are going to be great. Jimmy Graham's put up some huge games so far this year. A few weeks ago, the conversation was, hey, are we going to have the second half that we saw last year with Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin? But that's the problem is it's been so up and down this year. And you want to throw Thomas Rawls into this is the fact that their schedule is not that pretty the rest of the way. They have Green Bay, which is nice for your playoffs if you get week 14 or if you have to wait till week 15. That's kind of more the problem because week 15 and 16 is the Rams and Arizona. And the Rams have been pretty good against the pass, really good against the run. Arizona has been great against both. So that inconsistency with their schedule, I've been telling a lot of people on Twitter, they say, I have Russell Wilson, should I pick up Kaepernick? And first of all, I keep telling everybody, you should have been picking up Kaepernick the last few weeks if you've been mm-hmm. listening. But second of all, I don't have a problem with starting somebody like Kaepernick or even playing matchups with Eli Manning. It's just that team at, at this point is a very matchup-based opportunity, or opportunity for these, these players. Let's uh, focus now on the Atlanta Falcons, which I know Saints fans here won't be too happy about. But with Tevin Coleman back, how do you handle this Falcons backfield? And also, is Tyler Gabriel, who had a big, or Taylor Gabriel, I should say, who uh, had a big day for the Falcons, is he climbing up the charts a little bit? Well, for the backfield, you just got to handle it like we did earlier this year. It's Devontae Freeman first, but Tevin Coleman continues to steal touchdowns from him. And it's in the, it's the realm of that you can start both of them. You don't want to start both of them if you own both, if you handcuffed yourself with Freeman with Coleman just to make sure you didn't lose uh, Freeman and have nothing as a backup plan. I wouldn't want to start both. There's been times this year where if you did start both of them, you actually turned out pretty well. There was one week where they were the number one and number three running back. You can't count on that every single week, and I wouldn't want to count on that, especially when you get to the playoffs. But you still have to trust Freeman first. The only problem is now with Coleman back, his value takes a hit where without – Without Coleman in the backfield, you were saying Freeman, okay, he's an RB1. Now he's back to that RB2 with RB1 upside. Coleman more of an RB3 still with RB1 upside. But that's just what we – it's a frustrating situation and whether we have to deal with at that point. After Gabriel, I think he is, but it's more so the fact that I think this is kind of not the limit of his value, but mm. you can't be this productive on a per-touch basis and expect it to continue. And you also can't expect everybody to keep holding Julio Jones in check as much as happened last week. When Julio Jones is getting his, when you have a backfield of Freeman and Coleman, at best now Gabriel is what, the fourth option? You still have some new there. You still have Matt Ryan who will go to his tight ends at times, even though he doesn't have Tammy anymore. So I just don't think that Gabriel, the snap count and the effectiveness of what he's seen so far can be trusted. He's a, he's a huge boomer bust play. I just think when you're heading into the playoffs, you can do better. All right, speaking of heading into the playoffs, you're talking about certain guys that you want to play based on their matchups heading into these last couple of weeks. So give me one or two guys worth trying to trade for before starting this playoff run. 
you have to find values on guys that maybe aren't as high as everybody wants them to be or thinks they are. Like Tyrell Williams is one of my favorites, but you're probably not getting Tyrell Williams for a decent price at this point. So instead, somebody like him with the Chargers schedule the rest of the way with Carolina, Oakland, and Cleveland in the fantasy playoffs, it doesn't get any better than that for the passing games. So if you can't get Rivers, you can't get Tyrell Williams, go after Travis Benjamin, who might actually be on waiver wires in a lot of leagues because – he has ter- terrific big playability. He's more consistent when he's on the field than Dontrell Inman is. I think a lot of people are just they're not using him or not willing to even put him back in their lineups. And then the same thing with Antonio Gates at tight end. is Because he's so up and down, he's got a terrific schedule. And if you're looking for running back help, and I know that, again, this is something else Saints fans don't want to hear, but Jonathan Stewart, no running back has a better playoff schedule than Jonathan Stewart. And he's very frustrating because he either scores two touchdowns or doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But that playoff schedule doesn't get much better. Maybe Jeremy Hill, too, if somebody's deep at running back and just isn't going to be using him because his playoff schedule is actually pretty darn darn good, too. All right, so uh, we are approaching the playoffs as well, and so waiver uh, wire pickups are kind of slim pickings, I would say, right now. So give me two or three guys worth picking up right now. Obviously, I mentioned Colin Kaepernick if you need quarterback help, but if you need running back, you know, a lot of people picked up Wendell Smallwood, didn't have a great game, and I think that you have to move him down the list with Ryan Matthews. Could be back, but with the way that backfield is being used, I'd actually go after somebody like Kenneth Dixon instead. Last week, he saw a higher snap count than Terrence West. If you watch games, he looks more explosive. He looks like he has a higher ceiling than Terrence West, and I agree with that. That's how I broke down this backfield from day one of this season, honestly. If you're looking for somebody that could potentially turn out, if this tide keeps turning for his favor and he starts getting close to 60 65% of the workload, somebody who could turn out to be an RB2 for that playoff and really help you at the end of the season, I would grab Kenneth Dixon, who's still under 30% owned, and that wide receiver, another wide receiver. This is somebody I think we talked about either last week or the week before, but Mark Keith Lee, who has four catches in each of the last four games, he has touchdowns in the last two, has over 50 fantasy points in those four games. Al Hearns hurt his hamstring on Sunday, and I know the Jaguars don't have a great schedule, which I've talked about many times, but still, he's going to be the number two, and Allen Robinson is going to be getting all the defensive focus for these tough matchups. Marquise Lee could be a sneaky wide receiver pickup if, you know, maybe you don't have, uh, like, the Taylor Gabriel option or Adam Thielen or Will, Will Fuller, big names like that, or bigger names. Uh, I think Marquise Lee is still somebody that people are overlooking. All right, so if you watch that Saints game on Sunday, you know that the Saints put up a lot of points, which meaning if you had any yeah. Saints players, you would think, all right, you should have been good to go. But if you had Brandon Cooks, you probably left thinking, what the heck just happened there with no targets, <laughs> no receptions, no yards. So I want to ask you, Jake, I don't think there should be any concern. I think it was just one of those freak things. But what the heck happened with Brandon Cooks? Uh, pretty much. If you looked at the game, yeah, you, you want to put it back in your life. Don't get cute. I've actually had people already asking me, and I knew this was going to happen. Should I start Tyreek Hill or Brandon Cooks this week? Stop. Don't even. And I don't think any Saints fans are saying that. But at the same time, he's going to be fine. If you watch the game, the focus was to take Brandon Cooks out of the game early on. And we all know Drew Brees is going to take what's given. It's, it, for years on end, you go back to all the wide receivers that we've had, uh, you see the fact that he goes game by game. And there's been an unpredictability with his game because he's such a good quarterback and he will take what's out there. And he's not going to force the ball. And Brandon Cooks was just getting a lot of coverage. There was some rollover coverage on top of him. He wasn't able to get deep. And then the game got out of hand. And you know, why go aggressive? You don't need to go for the 30, 40-yard play to Brandon Cooks at that point. So at that point of the game, he just kind of got left out, and it was just more of he was out there to be out there. If you're really watching that, I don't want to say that about any players. He's just out there to be out there. But he was almost being used in a decoy sense in the second half of the game. So I think he'll be fine this week. You roll out him and Michael Thomas. I have both of them on my team. I'm still putting them both back out there. I won last week because Michael Thomas made up for it. So I'm rolling both of them back out there again this week. 
There you go. There you go. That's Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, part of our Fantasy Focus presented by Campbell Soup. Jake, I appreciate the time. Have a great birthday, and we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Yeah, I appreciate it. You have a good week. All right. When we come back, we'll wrap up this Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. It's Guys Night Out. You and the crew head out to the club. Tonight is ladies' night, but there are no ladies in sight. Where are the ladies, bro? Then a bad batch of hot wings sends you sprinting to the bathroom. But it doesn't have to be this way. Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans facing off against the L.A. Lakers Tuesday, November 29th. Get Guys Night in gear with our Guys Night Out six-pack. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. Hi, Vincent Palumbo here. Terminex is the home of the $650 lifetime termite repair guarantee. Terminex provides termite protection and pest control. Call Terminex for all your pest problems. 834-7330. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. All right, big thanks to Jim Eikenhoff from Pelicans.com and Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. Tonight, Pelicans take on the Lakers. I'll have Pelicans warmer for you starting at 6.30. I'll be outside the Adidas team shop inside the Smoothie King Center, so come say hi to me from 6.30 to 7. And then uh, Sean Kelly and John DeShazer will have the call at 7 o'clock on 99.5 WRNO. Joel Myers, David Wesley, and Jen Hale will have the call on Fox Sports New Orleans. On tomorrow's show, uh, as you all know, this is the Saints' 50th anniversary, and the Saints, uh, all Saints' 50th team, uh, has already been announced, and they'll all be in town this weekend for the game against the Lions. We'll have Hobie Brenner on, former Saints tight end from 1981 to 1993. He'll join us tomorrow to talk about uh, some of his memories as a New Orleans Saint and what it'll be like to come back to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome this weekend as the Saints take on the Detroit Lions. Of course, it is a Wesley Wednesday as well, so we'll recap, hopefully, a Pelicans win on Wednesday's show. And uh, that'll be our Wednesday show with Sean Kelly as your host of course we'll continue our saints and lions previews throughout the week we'll also have some nba stuff for you as well as pelicans will take on the clippers later on this week and then against the thunder on sunday night on the road that'll do it for today's show again pelicans lakers tonight at the smoothie king center tickets are still available call 504-525-hoop or log on to pelicans.com for jim eikenhofer and jake seeley i'm daniel salerson thanks for listening to the podcast for saints and pelicans fans the black and blue report Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.